Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Can I sing now? No. Why? Because you were just singing for ages before this. Oh, you mean two weeks ago? When no, we, just literally. <laughs> when, we, when we recorded the episode. Listen, we never record back to back, okay? Yeah, I know, we never do. That was we, weeks ago. We never do such a thing. Can you yeah. believe it? What date is it right now, babe? I've had time to reflect. Go on, what date is it? Today is the 27th of March. No, 21st. 21st of March. <laughs> you, didn't even get the, you didn't even get the Sunday right, girl. 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 So as you guys uh, will have gathered, we record the episodes at sporadic times and drop them on sporadic dates. Not sporadic dates. Listen, right? I organise this. Okay. Why are you coming for me so hard? How are you, beautiful? Oh, I'm beautiful, apparently. I don't feel it. I feel like a piece of shit. I was talking to myself. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm the only joke. I'm okay. You know, spring's coming. It's happening. Life's happening and we are pretty much a year into lockdown. A year into lockdown, can you believe? So we are celebrating. No, absolutely. And do you know what? I thought if you were going to ask me that question, I thought I'd give like a generic answer that is kind of applicable to any time. How are you, babe? Do you know, I'm doing really, really good. We've had some really positive announcements happening. We've had some not so positive things happening. But, you know, all in all, we're here, we're alive. And, you know, for that, I'm grateful. It's a it's a crazy time, but, you know, we've got this. <laughs> okay, Miss World. <laughs> That's my generic answer. Like, and I am going to be in the next Miss World. Yeah, you could ask me that question on February the 16th, or you could ask me that question on November the 4th, bitch. It's the same answer. Wow, November the 4th. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick that date? Because it's a crazy time. Right, you cannot give generic answers on my birthday. You're a crazy kitten. You're so mean. Hello. He's been very mean today. Yeah. Anyway, welcome, guys, <laughs> to our mess. We have decided to do a podcast episode reflecting on the last year. I know some of you are like, oh my God, please, no. But we are because we're moving towards positivity. In the great words of Juno Birch, yes, that's happening. It's happening. It's stunning. <laughs> yeah, it's, do you know what? It's such a momentous occasion. <laughs> Listen. That we have to talk about it. I, I really, do you know a massive reason why I wanted to do this episode? Yeah. Um, so do you know when we're old? This uh-huh. is the one that I want to listen back to. This one? Yeah, because I want to be like, oh my God, remember that time we were in a pandemic? <laughs> oh no, and, bitch. And like, I you am, know, the feelings and the emotions. I have got it all planned out. The minute this is over, I'm going to have selective dementia and I'm going to forget this ever happened. I know people are like, we're going to reflect and we're going to learn from our mistakes. Fuck that. Open up everything. I'm going to party like there's no tomorrow and forget everything. No, you're going to sleep. Knowing that you can't party. Yeah, I thought that was implied. <laughs> well, this episode's cancelled since we're meant to be reflecting. <laughs> Anywho. No, but do you know what? It is therapeutic. It is therapeutic. It is really. Even yeah. if we, you know, you can listen to it back. But even if I don't, we're expelling, you know, this sort of energy out right now. And um, mm. it will help us heal. We are. And I just want to take us back to a time. Last March... Okay. When lockdown started, or even before that, when the rumours started about COVID, babe, what were you getting from your end with the rumours? So it was all hotting up in China, wasn't it? Mm. In Wuhan. And it was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's happening. And you could just feel something in the air. Like, usually when stuff gets reported, it's not 
often to this sort of level of severity. Mind you, if it's anything sensational, the media will just jump on it and, you know, everyone and they'll drag it out sort of thing. But this time it felt different. And I agree. But do you know what we should do? We should type into our WhatsApp like COVID-19 or COVID or coronavirus and see what we were, we were chatting with people last January, February. Oh, yeah, we can do Okay, it. let's do that. It's okay. I can edit. Okay, I'm going to pause. So I have consulted with our mobile phones. <laughs> Go on. And um, we were hot messes, weren't we? Girl, do you want to start? No, actually, do you know what? It was really interesting because like the first mention of COVID-19 on my phone was on 11th of March, 2020. And it said that I, you had written, oh no, I had written that a British woman has died from COVID-19 in Bali and she was only 53. And that was in um, March of 2020. Yeah, and straight that. after that, I wrote, Madhuri Dixit is 52. No, no, you are not getting away with this, you little bitch. And then what did you put after that, babe? We, <laughs> must, we must protect her at all costs. And then Let's not put what I put. <laughs> but like, I put the woman that died was already critically ill. Madhuri will be good. Also, super celebs are, like, hidden away, so they'll be fine. <laughs> no, that's not what? true. That's just not true. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's, it was really sad. I mean, that that death in Bali shocked me. And, um, you know, my condolences to their family members. But then, you know, it's just, gosh, it's snowballed so much since then. And then, do you know, at the beginning, every single person right now, get your phone out. Go to your WhatsApp and stuff and type in coronavirus and COVID-19 and look at what you were posting before we realized how bad it was. If you carry on this conversation that we were having on WhatsApp, babe, girl buy X me. Exchange rate, this is Mona Exchange, the drag queen show in New York. Um, recording cancelled. The company that does the recordings have halted all their stuff because of the corona. Girl, it's coming for the gays. <laughs> I remember on the 17th of March, I wrote 1,950 cases of COVID. Oh my God. That, that was it. Like, this is insane when you actually go through what we, we've um, written. Yeah, I mean, the case, is, the case load now is in, I mean, it's reducing again, but it's shed loads. Like, that's crazy. You called it. You're like, please stay safe. This was in another, another WhatsApp group. COVID-19 is nothing short of a global nightmare at the moment. X. Yeah. <laughs> Just a cute little global nightmare. And yet, reports are coming out of China saying they had cases in, you know, COVID-19 in November. And me, when I was a teacher in my teacher WhatsApp group, we were like, what's going to happen with the schools? And we weren't taking it too seriously, I don't think, fully. No, we were. Oh, my God, you sent me a message saying, Nando's shut. <laughs> New Zealand moving to highest level of COVID. And I don't even know why they tested Harvey Weinstein. How does he deserve a test? Like, it was... That was in March oh of my 2020. God. Emirates suspending all flights. They are the, like, the king of the skies. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going lock down airplane, not realizing how bad it would be at all. Oh my God, yeah, I'm reading the Nando's shut stuff. Update, as of 5 p.m. last night, 759 people in the UK have died of COVID-19. That was on the 27th of March. It really climbed really quickly, didn't it? Oh my God. It climbed really, really quickly. And we were all just messaging each other and checking in on each other. But yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I remember with China, it was crazy because... You would see in the reports, you would see in the videos of them having complete lockdown. I mean, it was a really well-rehearsed performance, so to speak. You know, everything was just dead. There was nobody out in the streets. It was st very strictly enforced. 
Um, and then I remember we were in Amsterdam in February of 2020 and you said, do you think stuff will happen here? And I said, yeah, it's coming. It's going to be inevitable because we're just not doing enough quickly enough. Um, and uh, yeah, here we are. I didn't realize how bad it'd be. I thought, okay, I might get, you know, a month, six weeks off work, but the gyms will be open and everything else will be open and cute. And that's all it is. And then I remember the day. I'm looking at my WhatsApp. I'm really sorry. But I just read a WhatsApp group called Douche Party. What? And I wrote in the group on the 9th of May, 2020, I wrote, COVID is, uh, when COVID's over, there's going to be douche parties everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you cancel us, guys. With us, you know, honestly. we've given us new listeners with all our recent episodes about like culture and religion and stuff. Yeah. I like douche party. <laughs> but yeah, completely. I was like, yeah, work. And then, the day came when it was now schools were closing and it was a really harrowing day because you've got vulnerable kids and you've got so many different kids upset, not realizing what's going to happen next. We didn't have a timeline of when we were going to get out of this situation. <gasps> then I remember the gym shut and we walked to the gym to see if it was real and it was fucking real. 27th of July, 2020. We're going to do this all episode. Ishwari arrives <laughs> out of hospital and tested negative for COVID. Oh my God. That was a moment. When she, when her family, when Amita Bachchan was positive for COVID, I was like, oh my God, we must protect Ashwari Rai. 100, 100%. Yeah. So like, yeah, it happened. So initially, babe, do you know when we didn't know how long it'd be? How how did you cope, let's say, in the first lockdown? Because we've had three lockdowns now. The first lockdown, I was kind of all right at the beginning because you and I were very much like, we've got this, we've got a routine, you know, we're quite strategic and quite organized people. So we had, we diarized everything, we knew things were closing. That said, on a personal front, there was a lot going on that was very, very difficult to navigate. Um, not quite sure how we got through it, but now it just makes me confident that we can kind of, you know, um, weather even bigger storms, I suppose. It did get to a point where it started becoming really frustrating. I mean, you know, Bushra really pushed through and we started doing Chronicles of Corona, those daily episodes. And, you know, we were creating more and more content. We had our personal trainer that was uh, really helping us with um, workouts and stuff. So that was really good. That was really, really positive And it's kind of helped keep our spirits up. I was having a lot of issues with the neighbors upstairs and that was really playing on my mental health. And then things started lifting and then we lifted and moved to Manchester, didn't we? That's what about an, you? We'll talk about that next. Okay. So the, the first... <laughs> That's in part Thank you. Two. He's going to carry on looking at WhatsApp and interject. I know what he's going to do. That's fine. That's fine, girl. This is true. So when it first started, I was like, okay, cute. It's not going to be long. And then I remember we used to go for walks and we had a you know strict routine, but it became really monotonous at times. And I, I found it a struggle when we were getting, you know, week... Five, six, seven, eight, babe. Yeah. Do you remember when I started really struggling? Because I was like, okay, so this is going to be to week 12, 14, 16. When's it going to be? We don't know the end. And then walks became a struggle and everything was very draining and very tiring. And we we're trying to, you know, make content and do things to keep us upbeat. And, you know, house party happened and we got close to people. Because I'm i saying that last year, relationships went at speed with some people because yes. it was like five years in one year because you talked so often. So you'd literally make friends fall out and then hate each other and love each other and it all happened in a year. So, yeah. you know, a, a lot happened. And for me, I also struggled with that because I like meeting up with people face to face and having a catch up in, in, in that way as well. Yeah, I remember House Party app. 
Yeah, I mentioned that just now. Oh, did you just mention he, this? Is the, he's just scrolling through WhatsApp. So he's, girl, you, you keep scrolling, girl. 29th of June, 2020. I think X person may have cancelled their wedding due to COVID. Yeah, so I, I struggled and the hair was growing and I wasn't feeling good about myself. And I was keeping up with the workouts, but they were just getting tough and missing the gym and COVID aches, I call them, and pains. So that was really hard and... Yeah, it was just where we were living was really hard. So for us, I think a realization came. We were living in a, you know, sort of white, predominantly white conservative area, you know, for many, many different reasons we were living there. We were my, living my job, in, my job mainly, that's why. And we were living in Caucasia. Yeah, and what... It was a nice town. It was, it was lovely. And what we soon realized was outside of COVID, when we didn't have restrictions, we went there every weekend. We were off somewhere else, gallivanting across the UK in major cities. Or we were abroad. We used to go abroad, what, four, five, six times a year? We'd be abroad. We'd be somewhere else. And we'd look forward to all these events. When COVID hit, and it hit real hard, I think we were both faced with the reality of the situation we were in. Yes. And that we were sort of escaping it. And instead of escaping it, we needed to remove ourselves from that situation. So one thing that kept us going at one point was when we started visiting Manchester and looking at places that we could live and figuring out what we could do and deciding where we could live and giving ourselves a few months to pack and organize. And that, and we moved in July, didn't we? Mm, and we, it was at like end of May, beginning of June, we started packing and organizing and doing bits slowly with your amazing spreadsheet, babe. And I think that, this WhatsApp message captures that sentiment very well. Go on. 21st July, 2020. Me. Go away, COVID. Literal death drop gasp. <laughs> anyway. Anywho, what I was saying was, yes, that happened. Yeah. And we moved to Manchester. And things started to open up, babe. They did. How was that for you, the move into Manchester and going to bars and restaurants? Oh, it was so good. Those were the days. It was a good time. I was so happy that things had opened up and we were doing things. Like, I needed that in my life at that moment in time. I really made us go out so much. Yeah, a girl. You were like, I don't give a shit how who gains what weight. We're going outside and we're eating every day. Well, (laughs) I was walking still, so, (laughs) and doing what I could. But that was a good time when gyms opened. That was the moment. Yeah, that was a great and moment. And the barbers opened, hair and beauty opened, and that was a true moment. But remember when we gave each other haircuts? Let's not talk about that. Hey, you cut into my crown, but I was grateful. Listen, don't joke about that. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. We don't need to know. But yeah, that was cute. It was great. Um, so yeah, the uh, we moved to Manchester. It's, it was fantastic. Things were opening up. We thought, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be great. Cut to schools opening, cases rising. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues, and we managed to get a birthday meal in for me. And curfews were coming in as well. And then the second lockdown came. The second was a short, sharp lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a circuit break. You know, three, four weeks or something. But you know what? It does get a a little bit muddy because lockdown wasn't completely lifted. There were still restrictions. Manchester was under higher restrictions than a lot of other places, but still stuff was open. Mm -hmm. Then we were put in some uh, lockdown or something. 
Oh no, then we had our restrictions changed and it was tougher for Manchester. Then we had another small national lockdown. <laughs> then they were lifting stuff, but not for Manchester. It was something ridiculous. This is like really, that. babe, I think you're starting to expose the mess. Yeah, it's meandered for the longest time. And then they, then now they're talking about restrictions. Lifting restrictions because they realised that the whack-a-mole method isn't actually very good. And I wasn't very much in favour of it anyway because, guess what, we're an island. Everybody says, you're an island, shut the borders. New Zealand, island, shut borders, everything was fine. Here, it's like, well, no, you know, if you live in London, no, no, no. They don't go to Cumbria. They don't go to the Peak District. Yes, they fucking do. If you're going to put London in lockdown, every other motherfucker is going to get their granddad's camper van. They're going to get their cars, their little city cars, and they're going to drive up north to freedom. Guess what? When you put somebody in prison and they can see freedom, they will run to it. Anyway, (laughs) who remembers that? She's mad today. Mm. Like, these WhatsApp messages are riling her up. 27th of (laughs) August, 2020. Me, you must come visit when all COVID blows over. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Nobody's visiting anyone. But yeah, there you go. You know, things happen. People made social bubbles and all that kind of stuff happened. I, that... That weirdly, that circuit break, I was like, babe, I know it's only three, four weeks. I'm gonna do home workouts. I'm gonna get it. I didn't get it. I did not get it. Yeah. I struggled with that mini one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. You did, didn't you? It was yeah. it was really hard. Like, oh god, it was it was a mess. Until I, did, did, what really helped me was when so I moved into um, a different field of work in education where I have to find gigs for myself. I be, I've become really super booked and blessed, <laughs> and staying busy with work's helped. Staying busy, staying organized. Staying, oh my God, organization is key. In the first lockdown, we were fairly busy in terms of ramping up our creative efforts and our fitness and all the other jazz, you know, doing what we could do. That said, when I do look back at the first lockdown, I would not want it again. Like, it, uh, do you know what I mean? In, I think I would probably be able to cope better with it here. 100%. Rather than where we were. 100%. Although it was really nice and, you know, the countryside and everything. But I think, like you say we had to face a rather uncomfortable reality in terms of, you know, what we were doing before is escapism rather than making that escapism our reality. And maybe we did fit better uh, somewhere more uh, cosmopolitan, maybe, uh, you know, some, uh, somewhere a little bit more happening. But 100%. 100%. Anyway, so, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> back, back to... So, what? yeah, we, we, we faced that second lockdown. That happened. Now, I don't know what number we're on, but... We have a roadmap out if everyone sticks to the rules. And that's thanks to the NHS and the vaccinations. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The vaccine vaccination program is something that, you know, the world has never seen happen at this scale before. And it's quite phenomenal, which um, has been crazy. And actually, PSA, guys, if you're listening, if you have the opportunity to get vaccinated, Please, please, please get vaccinated. If you are, if you have the opportunity to um, let your parents know to get vaccinated, please, please, please advise them. Grandparents as well. Um, it is imperative that you get vaccinated. And I know that uh, there are reports uh, around uh, people from uh, the South Asian community in particular that are refusing to take the vaccination for whatever reasons. Uh, I would encourage you as a fellow South Asian to take that vaccine. 
I have taken my first dose. I'm due to take my second dose. Actually, by the, yeah, I'm due to take my second dose in about four or five days. Um, go for it. You, it, it. you will be protecting yourself and potentially those around you as well. So, uh, yeah, that's my little PSA. Oh, thank you. I think that was really important and really needed. Mm. Well done for using your platform, babe. 16th of October. <laughs> Love this. 2020. Is it you again? It's not me. I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. Enjoy COVID, twats. <laughs> Some people are terrible, aren't they? I, I don't condone what that says. Wow. But um, I think it just got too far for some people. Yeah. And they couldn't take it anymore. So, Amri, mm. we're here, we're queer, we're sickening. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, your former self from last year, what advice... Would you give to your former self at the beginning of lockdown? I would say, bitch, you tried your best. No. Oh, it's not advice, is it? No, because okay. it hasn't happened yet. So you, you're sitting here, you're like, okay, I'm going to give my former self advice to cope with this lockdown. What would you tell yourself? I would say to my former self, forget about things opening up. Forget about things getting back to normal. This is the new normal. I did say that to myself, but I think Bojo kept on getting our hopes up. Mm -hmm. And I think what I would say to myself is it's not going to get back to normal. It may never get back to what you consider as normal. And therefore my advice is to accept this as the new normal and cope with it, knowing what it is and do what you can to preserve your mental health. Actually on that note, what I would advise my for, uh, my former self is to invest in um, uh, meditation and therapy on a daily basis. I think during lockdown more than ever, it was imperative that we, that we did that. And I think I did neglect that a little bit. You know, I did go for walks. I did do exercise, but I, you know, exercise is very rarely something that uh, helps me exhale. It's something that I do in order to, you know, maintain myself or, you know, get physically fitter. But um, I think meditation, therapy, that type of stuff, I think I should have invested in that. Oh, that's really, really great advice. Mm. What about you? I was waiting for that. <laughs> this often happens on the podcast. Have you noticed, guys? Yeah. I'll ask him a question. He don't give a shit about me. Yes, go on. So can you all attack him, please? Thank you. Um, what advice I'd give to myself w would be, shut the fuck up, bitch, and crack on with it. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'd be, and you know, I'm quite tough on myself like that. Um, I tell myself that stop thinking about when things are going to open. It's not going to happen. Knock that out of your head for about a year or so. Okay? Make a plan. Stick to the plan. And go and smash it. Yeah. Literally, I would be like, you've got this. I tell myself, you've got this. You're going to be fine. Go and smash it. Go and kill it. And invest back into yourself. Read more. Write more because you're never going to get this time again. Girl, you've got a lot of advice for yourself. You? I know. You know what I'm like, though. <laughs> I'm like, stay skinny. Yeah. Do this. Do that. <laughs> go running. Go walking. Take up five new hobbies. Why didn't you do that? Learn a new skill. Don't learn a new skill. <laughs> very, very that. I'm scared. <laughs> so my advice, to my, <laughs> my advice to my former self from last year, at the beginning of COVID, would be that, just similar to you, babe, like, don't, think things are going to open. No. This is the new norm. Mm. Get used to it. Mm. And 
enjoy a bit of peace and quiet time. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be hard on yourself when you just want to sit and watch a couple of hours of TV or hey. you want to do small things. Oh, like we watched Desperate Housewives. Oh my God, that was the best thing we ever did in lockdown. We watched the entire eight seasons of Desperate Housewives in lockdown. And, and, and I'd never seen it before. We used, to watch, we used to watch like three, four episodes a day. Girl, it was everything. It was so good. But the worst thing about that is nothing can compare. No, no, no. no. I, it, it is arguably one of the greatest TV shows in history. Oh my God, for sure. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I was going to say something. You actually, you know, speaking on new normals and things not going back to how they were, you raised a really interesting point around the increased use of face masks, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So um, we were speaking this morning and I was saying to Amri, you know, I was looking at the data around, you know, the flu and how that's reduced in hospitals and reduced, obviously. And it's down to face masks, isn't it, as well? So I was saying to Amri, like, oh... And when autumn and winter come, why don't we just make it mandatory to wear face masks in shops and on buses and trains and stuff? Just going forward in life. I, I personally, let me know what you think, slide into our DMs, but I personally think that's a really good idea. What yeah. do you think, babe? Yeah, it is a really interesting concept. I'd like to apply a science behind it and try and understand the rationale in that regard. I mean, you know, off the face of it, on the face of it, it, it does make sense. Um... Is flu a respiratory illness? I think it is. But, you know, yeah, of course, if you're coughing and sneezing, you can pass that type of stuff on to other people. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense to say, look, if you're going to be in X, Y, and Z situation, wear a face mask and, you know, that will hopefully reduce the, the number of cases and the number of incidences. We'll have to probably come up with a biodegradable version of the face masks, though, because... You know. Oh, of course. And I, I, I do hope it's something our government look into. Because there's obviously some places in the world that they wear, they wear a face mask. Yeah, and they're and, ahead of us. And yeah, in a lot of East Asian mm. um, countries, you do often see people wearing surgical masks. And it's, it's not uncommon, you know. So that is an interesting, um, interesting point. At which point, I think it would also be really um, worth mentioning <laughs> another COVID-related WhatsApp message sent. 22nd of November, 2020. Laugh my ass off. Or where is Amir walking in COVID, you G-man? What? <laughs> I have no who idea. Who said that? So who was that? Um, we're not going to say the name, are we? <laughs> That's but, so random with a high. Um, probably. I don't know how you walk in COVID as a G-man. I don't even know what a G-man is. Girl, who knows? It's gangster, isn't it? Yeah, I'm here. Girl, that, that, that's not me. Mm. Trust me. So, um, how do you think um, the UK has handled COVID? As in the government and then maybe the people? I think that the government have made a solid effort, uh, particularly uh, post sort of lockdown three. Um, yeah, I'm being honest. I'm laughing. They made a solid effort a year in. Yeah. <laughs> you little a... bitch. He's such a little shady bitch. <laughs> it's like, I th he's like, I'm going to be like Miss America. I think the government have made a solid effort post lockdown three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm being honest. That's but like, so shady. But, you know, they have made a solid effort. I think, you know, the vaccination program that we've got going and the pace and speed at which it's going is really something that, you know, the rest of the world could... Um, look at and use as a as a reference point because it you know logistically we've we've done very very well um that said we've got a lot of buying power and we have overstocked 
uh, you know, we full on stockpiled our vaccinations to a crazy level. I think we have something like 50, no, 500 million doses or something. And we're a population of what, 60 million, 60, yeah. Yeah. So we've got way more than what we need. And so it is our responsibility to redistribute it. But at the same time, we've got to protect ourselves as a nation, see as to whether we've got any other variants and which vaccine works where and all this jazz, right? So if we did a reflection, do I think the government could have done better? Uh, yes, I think there was a lot of spaces in which we could have done better. But I think, you know, I, I can't see any sort of major repercussions coming out of a report, if I'm honest with you, because there's, there's a two and, you know, there's a for and against argument. Like, say, for example, Boris said, I'm not worried about COVID. And then he got really worried about COVID and, you know, could have even died, arguably, from COVID. You think, but then you think to yourself, well, as head of state, would it have been worth you taking a st firm stance and a realistic st stance? Or would that have invoked fear and panicking people? Because, bitch, we panicked in this country, you know, blue roll shortages and all sorts. And so, you know, all in all, I think we could have done way better. But <laughs> what is this answer? I think we could have done way better, but. I think rather than looking back, we've just got to look forward and we've got to think as to how we are going to do much better in the next pandemic because there will be another one. Mm. What about you? Oh, well, I think the government have been shambolic. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I think they, could have, they could have done way better throughout. I think it's come down to the messages, babe. Mm. The messages have been very unclear. There's been times where we've sat and deciphered different things yeah. And I'm like, babe, I don't understand what this means. And you're like, I don't even know either. Like yeah. this tier, that tier, that happening. You can go here, you can't go here. Two friends, circle, bubble. And it's like, everything's so convoluted and yeah. you need to simplify everything. And yeah, it's just been a, a, a bit of rubbish. And, you know, it's easy to reflect and say this, 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 this. And you're right, we've got to look forward. And I'm glad you really met and brought up the NHS and how incredible they have been, especially through the vaccination process. I, I'm, I'm so gagged at the, the amount of vaccines being distributed at the rate they are. Oh, it's incredible. I'm just, like, mind blown. I was speaking to a nurse yesterday and I said, you know, how is it going? Because in the reports, it is, uh, they say that there's a lull and there's X, Y, and Z. She said that the Pfizer vaccines run out right now, but that was anticipated. So they're using the AstraZeneca one right now. Um, but the Pfizer one will be back next month when people come back for their second doses. But she said, it's still busy. And she said, yesterday we vaccinated 260 people. My God. Like in a... An, a, a you know, they're they're running at a crazy pace doing vaccinations and stuff. And if you consider 260 people a day as low, then what are you doing when it's at full capacity? Like 260 is a crazy amount of people to navigate. That's one place. Yeah, that's a, that's a clinic. <laughs> that's 260 people in a clinic. Do you know what? Do you think for, for the people doing the vaccinations, you know, all the nurses, it's sort of like they're like at the end of the tunnel, so they're like, let's get this done. Oh, 100%. I was speaking to somebody else who's fairly well established within the digital health space. And what they were talking about was an NHS reset program. I can't remember the exact name of it. But essentially, what they've realized is that the pandemic's happening and it's happened, but there's a lot that we have lagged behind on now as a result mm. because all of our efforts have been in the pandemic. Because obviously science grows and evolves and improves over time, but this has really, 
uh, put a stop on all of that. And the NHS can, cannot simply just stop and carry on where it where it was at, you know, two years ago, or whatever. So they're going to have to actually make a full on recovery program so that it can catch up and then carry on progressing because wow yeah and that's gonna that's gonna be a real mammoth task that's gonna be a real upheaval struggle you know uphill struggle um but that's where we're at right now that is crazy so in and amongst this all the nhs is you know operating as usual as much as it can and then bird you know is burdened with the pressure of the vaccination program. more power to them go slay more power to the they NHS. are incredible and now gone before we go on <laughs> <laughs> to um we're talking nhs we're talking about saving people and you know making a difference and uh, i think this is a perfect time to uh bring up this whatsapp message dated 2nd of december 2020 anti-gay hungarian politician <laughs> has resigned after being caught by the police fleeing a 25-man orgy through a window this was in brussels and um, it was in breach of lockdown. So what's, <laughs> your re- lockdown. What, what, what's your reaction to this? I thought it was hilarious. And, I th- and I'm not surprised at all. The number of politicians that are anti-gay and then turned out to be gays themselves. Like this has been going on. I think it was in like 2004. There was this one senator who was like really anti-gay. And then he was caught in a bathroom stall tapping his foot indicating he wanted sex. And then he got caught or something and then ended up resigning. Like it happens all the time. It happens literally all the time. Well, you should ask me what I think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it happens all the time. Anyway, what do you think, Amir? Um, I'm quite passionate about this one, actually. Oh, okay. I'm quite disgusted. Mm. And I'm really disappointed. And I think it's like a real breach of human rights. And I think this is huge. And it's, yeah, it's just disgusting. And the main reason why I think all that is because I wasn't invited. <laughs> oh, Bishop, have you seen? Have you seen his nah, face? No, like have you seen his face though. You don't want to be invited. I know, girl. The twenty-five people there, girl. I don't need to look at his face. But he's well. <laughs> it, the thing is, everyone. I'm sure he was. You know, in his mother's eyes, he's beautiful. But I'm sure I was dark. No, I'm. Yeah, well, yeah, that as well. No, but I can't do people with massive beards, and he's got a massive beard. Listen, it's dark. You don't know what's happening. He kind of looks like a religious leader. Listen, you're easy. Be I quiet. can't do with that. No, I don't do big beards. Okay. Bitch. I'm going to grow a big beard. Well, then... You're I'm joking, I'm joking. So, yeah, I'm disgusted I wasn't invited. I'm joking. Yeah, I think... I, I agree with you, babe. What the fuck, man? <laughs> we stand, we live. This is this was lockdown. This was this is COVID-19. So much shit happened in lockdown. Oh, my God. I'm just... My mind's blowing because, like, I feel like everything was exposed. Yeah, and also, he wasn't any old Hungarian politician. He was, like, the Prime Minister's right-hand man or something. Girl. Yeah. So, anyway, babe... Mm. normality is coming what have you truly missed what yeah what have you truly missed well, i'll tell you one thing that I, which i haven't missed and i'm not gonna miss is clapping at 8 p.m okay work i don't care for clapping work i just don't care for clapping don't care for clapping don't, care I don't for clap i don't think that shows gratitude towards the nhs i that mean was, that wasn't the question <laughs> why do you have to turn it negative i mean if people want to clap fine but i don't think that's what the nhs needs but we know this it's a already. Nice to have, I we know we know this already. I ain't clapping. I did it once. It was cute. Anyway, moving on. Um, God, wow. What am I grateful for? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> this bitch is not listening. Mm. I said, "What are you looking forward to?" Once lockdown's over. No. 
today. <laughs> Eating. Um, when lockdown's Pig. over, I am looking forward to knowing that we have the freedom to do what we want. <laughs> After which, once I know that, I will go to bed and okay. sleep. But on a serious note, what are you looking forward to? I'm being serious. Oh. I, uh, I will be happy about knowing the fact that, you know, uh, we have the liberty to do what we want. I think after that, I will very much enjoy a meal. I'd love to sit on a table outside and have a meal and like maybe smoke shisha and watch the world go by. Um, and maybe go on a cute little holiday and fly. Yeah, that was... Is that what you were indicating? <laughs> yeah. yeah, flying. <laughs> you couldn't see what I was doing, but yeah, <laughs> I was being an aeroplane. He was being a very turbulent plane. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I miss turbulence. Like, oh my god, I so have turbulence. Like, I'm like, give me it, I'll take it. I feel like when we get our first flight, we're gonna appreciate everything. Like squash me in the seat. Yeah. Do this. Oh, oh, panic. Baby. Everything. Like, oh, are we back again, babe. I'm probably gonna cry. Yeah. Probably gonna cry. Be. There's only places I'm dying to go back to now because I know the first place we're gonna go is, is the place we've been before, so we know what we're getting, mm. which is which is great for us. So for me, I've missed. Oh, it's weird, like, there's some friends I haven't, we haven't seen for over a year, and I can't wait to just hug them. Well over a year. You know, like, I can't wait just to, to have them physically there, because sometimes, you know when you catch up call with them, sometimes it can be upsetting. Yeah, Because it's sort of like, yeah, as well. because it's sort of like, oh, I miss you so much, and, and I, I do feel like some people, including myself, have avoided the calls, because... It, it hurts sometimes. Yes, yeah, you know? people have, yeah. It tapered off really quickly. Not yeah. quickly, but like in the second, third lockdown, people have stopped and, doing it. And I'm not mad at anyone for doing that. I know people are like, you know, you need to be there for everyone. I'm like, you know what, I'm not mad because you do, but you need to be there for yourself and you can't hurt yourself like that if it, if it you know, causes pain. And I can't wait to, do you know what I can't wait to do, babe? I can't wait to see people happy. Mm. It sounds really sad. I can't wait to see people hug people. I can't wait to see people be near each other. I can't wait to be with all the gays. I can't wait for the cinema, the theatre, going out for meals, being spontaneous. Oh, yeah. Like I was saying to you today, I was like, a day like this, I'd be like, babe, we're going for dinner. You know? I, I just want to. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for just the simple things like that, the gyms being open fully and just everything, you know? Oh, bless you. No, but it's cute things. and like, Traveling again, and it is, it, I guess this time has made me realize what I appreciated. And what I'm gagging for so much is a concert, a gig. I miss them. I think the first Bring Me the Horizon concert, God, I'm going to fucking cry. Like, I yeah. miss it so much. You know, you don't realize stuff, and sometimes you look back like, I shouldn't have said no to that. I should have just done it. Mm. I should have just done it, because I've got one life and I've got to live it. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, seeing people, seeing people I love and spending time with them and being with them. And I really, really hope everything goes to plan. And when the June the 21st comes, and if it's not them, it'll be, then it'll be July, guys. If not, then it'll be, it will be, it'll happen. When yeah. that time comes, it's a bank holiday, that's what I hope for. And we're out there and it's just a moment. Like, imagine, I feel like chills thinking about it. A hundred percent. And I, I do, I am hopeful. You know, I'm realistic in the sense that the timeline may slip, but I am hopeful that we are, you know, that the end is soon because our vaccination program has gone so well. Um, the vaccine can be tweaked to address um, variants that um, the vaccine, that the, you know, virus may be resistant to. Um and, you know, the program is in full swing. And currently, with the variants that we have, the vaccine is effective, if not somewhat effective. And that is a much, much better position than we, what we were in a year ago. Yeah. We have to... 
we can sit all day and, you know, we have to hold accountability to mistakes made. But for me right now, I have to be positive and I have to have that hope inside me. It's getting lighter outside. We're getting closer to it. There's timelines in place of when things are going to open and things are going to happen. And for me personally, I've got to stick to that. And yeah, I just, I just can't wait for that, you know, craziness that's going to ensue and it's going to be great. So yeah, fabulous. Um, I wanted to ask you something, babe. Mm-hmm. Lessons. Are there any lessons that you've learned from the last year? What I've learned is that the time is here and now. That is one thing that I've learned. If there was ever a time to do anything, if there was ever a time to um, be your true authentic self, the time is here and now. And, you know, if, if I use the analogy of a diamond, you know, diamonds are formed out of carbon, which isn't very interesting, but, you know, under pressure, it forms into a diamond. And I think that's what's happened with many people in, in during COVID is that they've been put in the, into a pressurized environment and they've given birth to such great creative um, pieces. Um, what I would say to people is, you know, don't lose that momentum and the time is always here and now because you never know what's around the corner. And I don't mean to alarm people, but I've read of, you know, more than one person who's died of COVID in their thirties, uh, maybe even younger. And it just goes to show that you never know what's around the corner. So live each day. Um, I wouldn't say like it's your last, but live each day fulfilled and true. Yeah. What about you? So I, I, I love that sentiment by the way, babe. And I, I agree for me, what I've learned is, Guess what, bitch? You are that bitch. <laughs> and live your full, true self every second, every minute, every day. Do not back down from living your true, full self. When you have a feeling, go with the feeling, go with the emotion. And I've learned a lot of that. But I've also learned to enjoy the small pleasures in life as well. A hundred percent. You know, it's not, obviously I'm missing all the big stuff like concerts and, you know, this and this. But just the simple things of being able to, you know, go to the cinema on a whim. You know, things such as that. Oh, friends, are, should we go bowling? Should we do something yeah. different? You know, I am I, going to appreciate things so much. I genuinely feel like so much more. Yeah. But it's hard for me to say because I do feel like I was very appreciative before. Yes, you were. Absolutely. You, you know? 100% were. I think during lockdown, you've just sort of ramped up your efforts. Yeah, I don't and, know how it happened. And, you know, you're just going to carry on. Oh, you? yeah. And I'm going to carry on being me. And I'm going to carry on living my truth. And just... Being kind to people and slaying and living and getting it. And that's my message to everyone. If this is going to come to an end and we're going to learn a lot, it's going to be about how you apply what you learn afterwards. The application is important. And you know what? Let's all go and fucking get it. Let's get it. And do you know what? This podcast episode is going to come to an end as well. And Finally. I would like to end it um, by reading my last COVID related whatsapp message go on, babe completely out of context i do not want to respond the episode will just end afterwards 16th of february 2021 i know right they're so disgusting with their covid and sexy armpit hair and fat dicks thank you for listening to the you don't love me podcast with amir and amir Follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. Follow us also on Twitter at YDLM Boys. And you can also email us on You Don't Love Me Boys at Outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening. 
Bye.